top shelf fantasy. For old time's sake. That was a strong crack. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't expect that from a white claw. <laughs> um, all right. Well, week three is over. It's kind of uneventful, but it was nice to see uh, Kenny Galladay back on the field. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fantasy gods praised us. Andy yeah, grabbed touchdown. a touchdown. Yeah. Perfect. Andy grabbed a touchdown. Our boy Alan Lazard. Probably the only sleeper we're hitting this year. <laughs> I thought Russell didn't. Uh, me or Craig had Russell Gage. I think Craig had Russell Gage as sleeper, or I did. Well, he got, got knocked out. So he'll, uh, he'll be back. He's got a concussion. I, no, I meant our yearly lunch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Week three in the books. Top Shelf Fantasy. Top Shelf Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, we're going uh, going over week three recap. While we watch uh, the Ravens and Kansas City game, or while I watch the Ravens Kansas City game, yeah, I can't because see it. all three of your backs on the TV. Me and Craig got it's on our right. phones. We're yeah. good. I took I took my phone out. <laughs> well, I'm fucked. <laughs> you got a, you got the Yahoo app. Oh, Let's go right play. on. Yeah. We'll <laughs> hey, can we talk about? Um, well, I know we're gonna get to it, so I'll continue. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I get that in the next podcast. Um, yeah, next podcast we'll go over news, updates, stuff like that. Uh, we strictly usually just dedicate the one podcast to just kind of recap all the games. We'll go through them relatively quickly. Uh, Texans Steelers, um, you know, Texans still looking for a win. Um, uh, but they end up losing 28 to 21. Um, I, I, I don't know from a fantasy perspective, I, I think the only positive thing that I saw fantasy-wise for the Texans is that DJ, even though the offense looks like crap, he still scored. Yeah, you saw Randall Cobb find the end zone, which is uh, it's encouraging, but it was still only on four catches and four targets. So His, um, his play has been growing week after week, actually. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see what happens when a couple of these other players actually do get hurt. What was nice to see on the Pittsburgh side was James Conner. Uh, back-to-back yep. good performances. So. Yep. Um, yeah, this, we, one, this one was a little bit, I don't want to say more earned, but it was 18 for 109 with a long of 25. It wasn't like the 80-yard touchdown where he grabbed most of his yards again. So good to see him, you know, rumbling, rolling, staying healthy. Yeah, I think uh, even prior to the game we talked about, you know, I said at least that I'm not a big James Conner fan, and I even knew he was going to have a good game in this one. Oh, boy. Tyreek Hill, end around. Oh, big catch. I mean, oh, if, yeah. if Conner can stay healthy, he's great. But the that's, biggest thing that's is... That's the biggest thing. Two, two, just two weeks in a row, over 100 yards and a touchdown. So yep. yeah, And he, Ebron found the end zone, too. Yep, yep. finally. So that, that was, uh, that yeah, was then promising. In, in Ebron sighting, Deontay Johnson went down, so that he's actually a waiver target of mine uh, if you're streaming tight ends. But the next game, um, they might as well not even have played the game. Uh, the Bengals and Eagles tied... 23 to 23. I'm, I'm still waiting for the one NFL season where there's not a tied game and like somebody can just win the game. Nope. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to change the rules for that. It's just so Bengals like, I don't even, like, I don't even know what to say. It's just, I feel like they would be the team that ties, you know, every, every single year. <laughs> and, the, and the Eagles and all their hurt players. Yeah. Yeah. Makes and, a lot of sense. I mean, Carson Wentz looks gross. He's got to figure it out. Um, Joe Burrow at least threw the ball like, 
50 or 44 times again. So pretty sure that the Eagles are down to like their third string offensive line, like across the board. So yeah, and then it's Wentz has not had a season where he's been able to you know have his full team. Yeah, and the what was interesting watching Carson Wentz throw was like he was gritting it out. He couldn't stand in a pocket. He was constantly having to move around. He was constantly throwing on the run. And and what I thought was positive was I always think that Carson Wentz is a gamer. I mean, he got up visibly frustrated multiple times and then just called his own number to Dovin head first into the end zone, like, screw this, I'm scoring a touchdown. And I'm sure Joe Burrow standing on the other sideline going like, oh, is that what I have to do? Because I got sacked eight times as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's not something you want to see out of either quarterback. I mean, these are your franchise guys. That's, that's not what you want. Um, yeah. I mean, then you get the guys who are supposed to run the ball, like Joe Mixon, who's not doing anything necessarily impressive either. So, yeah, yeah. Com- complete dud of a season so yep. far. Yep. He yep. would have been a better bust than Mike Evans, but I yep. went bold. I, I <laughs> open, it's, it's still early. I opener in this game. It's tea time. Oh, boy. It's T. Higgins. All right, 49ers, Giants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you're going to want to talk about yeah. T. Higgins. Yeah, we'll time. talk about it in the next part. Um, 49ers, Giants. Um, I just it so I mean Craig and I had the same exact feeling right Craig with it with the Giants running backs I mean they got blown oh, out yeah. of the water they couldn't score touchdowns three field goals they just got absolutely shit kicked by Nick Mullins in the 49ers and, who have no offense by and, the way and no defense like most of their defense is actually hurt just as much as their offense is and it goes to show like if they don't have if the Giants don't have Saquon what is going to be the rest of the season outlook for this team because it looks grim it, yeah it I mean, is, is bleak their leading rusher is down is the quarterback yeah it's daniel his, jones and with, he's not a rushing and he's not lamar jackson <laughs> right it's not a guy you want to lead your team in, in rushing he's not slow but he's uh closer to slow than fast <laughs> his job isn't to run yeah, the they're, they're gonna have to <laughs> they're, they're gonna not have to paying him to do so really getting to get Evan Ingram more involved. I think that they did a mm. little bit, but they they really need yeah, to get on the back. Three for twenty two. I mean, they gotta. You get gotta more. have a big game. He's gotta be your top option. I, I mean, anybody. I mean, Slayton up, like, was still quiet. Yeah. Tate's been quiet. Yep. So uh, Giants have been a disaster. And but a the, the quick, the, quick yeah. mention for the uh, the degenerate boys from the gambling side of this, they did hit lock of the week. Couldn't have been more right. 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 The 49ers over the Giants. Um, but one thing I just want to touch on real quick, and we'll, we might talk about it a little bit more. San Francisco is like constantly going to have two fantasy relevant running backs, and that was just kind of what I saw. I mean, game script aside, it. I mean, they used both of them. It actually it frequently in the in the first half, it looked like they were only going to use McKinnon, and I was like, for the first time ever, they only used one running back. But then they ended up getting Wilson more involved, and it turns out that McKinnon actually had a rib injury. Um, what else is new? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Wilson was involved in the passing game too, which is good to see. So yes, oh, Pat Mahomes just uh, yeah. ran one in. Pat Mahomes touchdown, beauty. Yeah. Um, all right, Raiders Patriots. Uh, I think a lot of people had the Raiders uh, shoot in to to win this game, uh, but no rugs. Uh, you know, in in I, I don't know. We're all Pats fans. I think all of us could sit here and say that the Pats were going to give the Raiders just as much trouble. Um, I do Pats think, pull it out 36 to 20. Yeah, 36 to 20. I think the score is a little bit wider than what the game really showed. It was a quick turn at the last like 11 minutes of the game where um, I think it was a stop on, or it was a fumble on fourth down, then a touchdown, and then another turnover. It's like, okay. Well, it was that safe, safety, oh, safety call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean that game could have easily been like a, 
I don't know what to call it exactly, like a 28-20 game. And then you're like, okay, well, they, they played them close. Yeah. But they kind of blew it out towards the end there. And a point, too, was uh, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs were not 100% in this game whatsoever. So, you know, Waller was completely erased because that's what the Patriots do. And Hunter Renfro actually stepped up because of that. I think a lot of people are going to look at Hunter Renfro on the uh, waivers this week. Um I mean, I would hope it would continue for fantasy players' sake, but this is just what happens when teams play the Patriots' defense. The odd guy out usually is the one who actually has the bigger day. Yeah, and I think Renfro is kind of a, I don't know, like a false flag. He, I mean, he had a, what, 26-yard touchdown catch at the end in garbage time. That's just pads of stats. I mean, they all count the same, so great, great for fantasy, but I'm not expecting that going forward. And a very bad day for the Patriots receivers and Cam. Completely duds. Yeah, yep. only only it was all the running backs. Yeah, only the only backs. receiver of note was Rex Burkhead. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Stony Michelle out of nowhere, 117 yards on nine carries because he had it on two carries. It was like yeah. two breakaway runs. He looked sell, good sell, too. Sell, sell, I know. Sell. Sell. Yes. <laughs> yes. If for some reason he's still on your team, sell sell. You know who actually led the team in rushing, or not rushing, but rushing attempts? JJ Taylor. JJT. He was on the field early in the game too. Um, we'll see what comes of that. We will. Uh, he did miss that one uh, screen catch, though. That could have been big. Like, nobody in front of him. The fake to Edelman on one side and back to him. You know, Belichick hates to see that kind of stuff. And so does McDaniels. So, yeah. the rookie will figure it out. Yeah. I mean, they'll give him one more shot. <laughs> um, Titans, Vikings. Um, Surprisingly, game. One. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't expect this. Yeah. Uh, Titans upset uh, the Vikings 31 to 30. Well, I expected the win. But I didn't expect how ugly it was. I would have expected the Vikings to win. They were down game, a good but... portion of the game. I mean, uh, Tennessee was at least. And it was just like, uh, I'm getting a little worried. And then the second half comes. And you're like, okay, cool. They, they sorted it out. But close. Close, close, close game. Yeah, I, I haven't been on the Vikings train this year at all. I, I've, I've felt that their defense has been pretty piss poor. But uh, the offense really kind of kept them in the game. Um, slash, you know, had them had that lead. Um, you know, someone had mentioned Dalvin Cook uh, is is really the one that that led this entire offense the whole game. And we've talked on the podcast week in and week out so far that he's not been getting the share that he normally sees. This week they changed it: twenty two carries, um, one hundred eighty one yards. The, you see what he gets when he gets in a rhythm, and that could be maybe part of their game plan going forward. And I, the Tennessee Titans defense is no joke either. So yeah, and and I was gonna say I think the the. Biggest positive for the on the, on the Vikings side is they let the offense run through Cook, which I feel like they weren't doing previously. They were trying to win the game with Cousins in the passing game. I mean, you look at a game where you have to go and score thirty points, you'd expect, you know, you would expect this line from Cook every day. But it was just nice to see that the the Vikings finally gave him over twenty carries. Um, and Justin Jefferson had his breakout performance uh, of the year first. First time he's really actually showed up at all. Seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown. That's and Kyle did. Rudolph got his touchdown, by the way. He did? <laughs> nice. <laughs> 11 yards, but told yeah. you he was due. No CJ Ham for you, though, huh? No. Was that your fullback of the week? Yeah, but we're tied. We're tied. Right? We're I, just, I just meant no touchdown. He didn't sneak one in for you. No, he didn't. I thought he would. I really did. Um, Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. Um, I mean, the Browns beat them, but, you know. It, it, that, that's like beating your second team, you know. Actually, I mean, Washington's defense is legit. Their offense is just awful. Uh, and when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I mean, it's, it's really easy to be successful on offense. 
Um, and then you have Dwayne Haskins throwing you three picks. and Right. And and, that, and that's what I was going to say. This is probably more an indictment of Washington and, and Haskins being bad than, than three picks. the Browns so, being good. It was yeah. so bad. Like I was, So I was watching it, and I'm like, originally thinking that, you know, the Browns weren't going to play that well and Washington had a shot, but there was no way for the Browns to have a bad game when they, the Redskins, or excuse me, the football team kept giving the ball back. <laughs> like there was nothing – it was it was it was just so bad, and, and I mean, Ron Rivera came out, and Baker didn't have to do anything because, no. like you said, they gave the ball to him at positions where just give it a shove or run, which right. makes complete sense. Yeah, in the second half, they did. I pretty, I don't know what the actual stat was, but I know that they didn't throw that much. I mean, I would love they to see. Out, a, they just can't. I'd it. love to see some next gen stat on like Baker Mayfield's win percentage when he throws less than twenty five times or something like that. <laughs> I bet you it's high. <laughs> Um, all right, so in, in one piece I just want to touch on real quick is that Ron Rivera may have been hinting at a quarterback yes. change. Yes. He Who said, do we think that quarterback would be? Alex Kyle Smith. Allen. Oh, wow, we were completely opposite. Well, of Kyle that. Allen is the backup right now. Alex and he's like known address. to be healthy, yeah. So like, that's why I think they're going to give it to the number two and not you know bring in. Because if they were going to do Smith, then they'd have him dressed. That's my only thing. I, I, I guess maybe. Um, I wouldn't really think that they would want to go from Haskins to Allen. I think that if you really wanted to make a quarterback change, give it to a veteran that knows how to win. Um, Kyle Allen, sure, may be able to get you a couple, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. And I think Alex Smith is something that um, you know he could step in regardless of what offense it is. I mean, he's done it in 15 different offenses. Uh, to step in and just win, win your ball games, and I think that's what Ron, uh, Ron Rivera's quote was. You know, it's not fair to the rest of the players that have been working their ass off. To, you know, to have outcomes like this, to have a quarterback play as shitty as Haskins has. And Haskins is not Rivera guy, which is always very important to know. I mean, and was, I'd rather it be Smith. And was Kyle Allen a Rivera guy? Kyle Allen was yes, a Rivera. I guy, believe yes. so. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I guess I can, year. I guess I can see that, but I also would hope that he would try and get Alex Smith involved. I'm just scared. If he, if he gets hit once, then his leg just, like, blows up. Yeah, I don't I don't know how healthy the guy I is. I mean, this isn't a Ryan Shazier situation. Like, he's on a team. They're paying him, and he's standing on the sidelines. You know, it's not like they're just keeping him on the roster for hell. <laughs> for shits and giggles. Um, they couldn't keep right. him on for medical insurance. Uh, <laughs> Rams-Bills, this was a very exciting game to watch. Um, and I know I didn't get to watch the whole thing, and it is one of the games that I'd like to go back and, and watch. Henderson looked great. Josh Allen, Josh Allen continues uh, to look great. Yeah, and he threw an, an interception and he, and he hit a fumble. That's Josh but Allen. he also scored like thirty plus points. <laughs> he said, I mean, he's he went over three hundred yards for the third time in a row this season. Five he scored more touchdowns. than three uh, total touchdowns for three times in a row this season. I mean, Josh Allen has been absolutely everything as advertised. Uh, and that's part of the reasons why they came back and, and beat the Rams, in which I think a lot of people were sitting here saying, this is the test for the Bills. Well, they, they they just beat the test. So this Bills team going forward, I mean, it's it's locked. scary. Yeah. 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 And 71 yards for Singletary, uh, who had the backfield by himself this week. Um, I, I you know five and a half yards per carry on thirteen rushing attempts is not bad. He had a TD taken away from him too. And, and he made yeah. And I actually think he, I saw another pass that was actually called back. But um, I feel that he should have done better um, with the we- the way the rest of the Bills offense was running. But that's just me. Um, Stephon Diggs looked like he should have had two touchdowns. Uh, one of them was called back, but he looked like he was doing pretty well even against Jalen Ramsey. 
Cole Beasley was a surprise performer, hitting 100 yards, which is nice to see. I mean, he's been quietly consistent all year, and then he kind of finally uh, hit that big 100-yard mark. So, And unfortunately, that was all due to John Brown's foot injury or calf injury or something like that that he's out. Yep, he ended up leaving the game uh, a little bit early. But it is nice to see that Josh Allen is still using the other weapons on his team to succeed. Um all right, Bears Falcons. So the Bears, the three and and0 Bears, <laughs> made the QB change, which is just wild. Like if you're the quarterback of a two and O team and get benched in the middle, and of they your weren't third de- like they were only down by like fourteen points at the time, which is, but like, well, I think it was because of the the interception he had had like right before that. I think yeah, um, it was just poor. I mean, I loved it. I loved the change. I mean, Nick Foles threw a pick on his first play, but it was first a touchdown to A-Rob, and then it got overturned because the defender kind of stole the whip. But still, everyone on this team played a lot better with Foles. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons blew the lead again. Another... Well, I think that's the biggest thing, is three games in a row, you, they, like, they need to be up by 30-plus points to ever win a game. Historically, mm-hmm. monumental collapses week after week after week. It's just, like... It's it's preposterous. A ninety eight percent chance to win going into the fourth quarter, and you blow it. You give up two a games in a row. Twenty plus point lead in this game. The last game was what? What did you say? It was four hundred forty games in a row in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Like that hadn't 40. happened. Like it just you, you got to give me a break. Dan Quinn is either on the hot seat or getting fired this week. He has to figure something out because yes. he mm-hmm. sucks. Definitely. I mean, I don't. I mean, would, do you put this on Dan Quinn or do you put this on? The when defensive you, coordinator. When you I mean, blow like this. But okay. But here's the thing: the onside kick against the Cowboys was not a coaching issue. That was player. Oh, sure. That was a player right. issue. But you don't the, but look at they the let them come back in the game. Oh no, absolutely. The absolutely. I'm just saying, as a head yeah. coach, he's still putting the team in a position to win. It's like they just don't have the right players and, to do but it. But Dan Quinn's also supposed to be like a, a defensive-minded head coach. Sure. And he's yep. jet. I mean, you can hire a defensive coordinator and place the blame on him as much as you want. And sure, like yeah, I'd love the defense to get some stops, but twenty points in the fourth quarter, like you got to protect that lead. That's a couple first downs, run the ball, run the clock, and leave happily, and then let me win ten thousand dollars, you scumbag, friggin' Falcons. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to point out here, we don't have it on this. Brian Hill showed up on the stat sheet. Quandary Allison was active, and Edo Smith was active. So. If you're a Todd Gurley owner, you might want to be scratching your head just a little bit to, to see what's going on. Now, Gurley so, ended up having a decent day, but four active running backs and giving Brian Hill, I think it was something close to 10 carries or something. But. So, uh, yeah, it was nine, and he's, he was the better back. He looked the better back. Um, and I actually saw a stat. The last 100 carries for Todd Gurley, went. he had an average of 3.3 yards per carry. Last 100 attempts for Brian Hill was 4.4 yards per carry. Now, granted, that's one yard. But it, 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 they've On liked an Brian Hill. Basis, that's massive. Yeah, with yeah over a hundred carries, and uh, they've had Brian Hill on the team for three years now. And I I know that you know you paid Todd Gurley six million dollars, and he'll still be involved. But I would expect there to be more of a 50-50 split moving forward. Yeah, I mean fourteen for eighty is not his worst game this season, but it doesn't matter. Like you've got to be better than that. You have to figure out ways to win. Yeah, and actually, maybe he's we don't know. Maybe he's wearing down. Maybe that's why they do have four dress running backs, but. You're right. He, you know, he head, did. He did have three catches for three yards in three weeks. That's not what Gurley is. Yeah. No. And I or mean, Gurley of old. You mean Gurley of old? Yeah. <laughs> and then on the, no, that's what he is now. Then on the receiving side, he had Calvin Ridley continue to probably be the best receiver on the team. Julio didn't dress, and Gage went out early. Engage went kills. out early. And then flip side, Allen Robinson had a fantastic game, 
and Jimmy Graham showed up for the first time in, uh, you know, millennia. <laughs> Yeah, um, he was the tight end of the week. <laughs> uh, Panthers, Chargers. Uh, Panthers won twenty-one to sixteen. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I watched the Chargers, and we have a note in here that maybe Herbert isn't the guy. I still like everything that I'm seeing from Herbert. I mean, he's a young quarterback. He's gonna make mistakes, but yeah, was, I just wanted to pose was, that as like a question. Like, I, I think he's still better than Tyrod. Well, Tyrod, yeah, Tyrod, Tyrod can't breathe. I mean, right now so. <laughs> they should have won. Yeah, they, they should have that play that Eckler missed. He was he was open for a touchdown and he just dropped it. Yep. Damn that, it, Eckler! Son of a perfect, bitch. perfect lateral by Keenan Allen too. And yeah, so that that's Keenan Allen. That's a guy that I, I wanted to highlight in the next one, but I'll, I'll say a little bit now. Herbert is going to lean on Allen, and if as long as Herbert's the quarterback, you know, Allen is a targets. guy that I want. Yeah. He had nineteen <laughs> targets, dude. Huge bump. Huge bump. I mean. Herbert just helps the entire offense. I, I know Joshua Kelly didn't have the game um, he's been having the first two weeks because he did the, the he, he had a bad fumble. But um, Eckler showed up. He got twenty five fantasy points and a half PPR. So I mean, that's the first week he's actually done what you drafted him to uh, do. Yep. And then Mike Davis subbed in as a decent you know stopgap for Christian McCaffrey. He had a, a fine fantasy performance. Wasn't necessarily a um, standout guy in the actual full of an NFL game, but fantasy wise, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I and I I get concerned with the Panthers pass catchers right now because I think they're going to be more week to week than they are weekly starters. I mean, you're still going to start Robbie and start DJ Moore, but the your, problem, ex- your expectations of them should be tempered. Well, the problem is DJ Moore has probably dipped into flex play territory with his performance. He's not the wide year. receiver one that people were drafting him to Correct. Be, so. no. Yeah. He's a v- violently underperforming. And he's very been interchangeable with Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Robbie Anderson has looked like the better receiver in some games. The number one. Scotty's boy. Yes, I'm boy. Um, all right. Jets, Colts. Um, I'll probably talk about the Jets <laughs> at, at length um, in our next podcast. But what was interesting about this was I read something and somebody was like, somebody said something about Philip Rivers and like, this guy stinks. Like, he, he only threw the ball 21 times, and at that, he completed 17 passes. Like, yeah. they're playing a terrible Jets team. The Indy didn't have to do that. I think the one takeaway for me looking at the game was Naheem Hines got back involved, um, and Jonathan Taylor almost looks inefficient right now. I mean, he had 15, carry, uh, 15 carries, which I don't remember off the top of my head if it was 60 or 80 yards, but sixty. it, it was... It was Melvin Gordon-esque, where the volume was there, the yards were low, but the TD came in. Well, so at about seven minutes into the fourth quarter, uh, the entire Colts' uh, first offense went off the field. So, there, you know, the nine rushing attempts you saw from Jordan Wilkins is all just from the fact that they were up so much. Um, they literally had a, a whole second unit in. So... Um, I thought actually Taylor showed flashes. Um, there was a few times that he got stuffed to the line and didn't really look like he knew where the hole was. Um, but you know, I, I did think that he had a good couple of runs. He got the touchdown. This game right. is how I thought the Pittsburgh Houston game was going to unfold when I we did our preview. I was like, oh, they're going to be up. They don't have to do anything. This turned out to be that game, which yeah. sucks because Rivers was my um, start of the week, and I think he would have had a great week. But they had two pick sixes in a, like. Yeah. A row like there's no it was reason sloppy, to throw the ball. It was a sloppy, right. sloppy game. He had 217 yards on touchdown, but which isn't bad for the attempts he had. 
Right. I mean, if you if you look over the amount of chances yeah. he had, and I mean, like Ty had f- fifty two yards, but again, that could have been way up if it was actually a, a decently close game. But Absolutely. they were just destroying the entire game. There's no point to force like, Rivers to throw. Sam Darnold looked so bad. Three picks, oh. and, and and they were all bad picks. It wasn't it wasn't like you know a. Uh, uh, unfortunate situation where the ball was tipped. No, it was just right into a defender's hands that's five yards away from a receiver. Yep. So, and, and, so that's it. Do you trust anybody? Any, any, no. Jameson Crowder comes back. I mean, I'll trust Jameson Crowder because he's uh, going to be a target hog. Um, and that's, you know, they have Braxton Berrios in right now. They have Kalen Balaj playing. Lawrence Cager is undrafted. Oh, guy. Cager? He, like, there's... Oh. There's so many, so much crap. Chris Hogan burned me as my sleeper. Three yeah. targets, no catches. I didn't want to put you on blast on our last podcast, but I kind of knew that was gonna happen. I mean, there was. I mean, um, someone had to score the TD, and it was Barrios. Barrios, not Hogan. Yeah, it was like a coin right. flip between yeah. the two, though. I mean, so it wasn't bad thought process at all. Yeah, I mean, he went from ten targets, then he goes down to three. It's like or eight targets. Guys, but... hell, Balaji even got a lot of work. All right. <laughs> Let's well, move to the Cowboys Seahawks. Um, much better game. Much better game. And um you know, I don't I I don't I don't know what to think of the Cowboys right now as a as a football team. They feel very inconsistent. Um they almost feel like Atlanta in a sense, you know? They they just have all this promise, but they, they it just I I mean, granted it was 38 to 31 they ended up losing to the Seahawks, but Wilson's a monster and I mean, everybody on that Seahawk offense is troubling. I mean, like, Wilson, fantastic. If you're playing against them, I'm worried. Um, like, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Yep. Chris Carson goes down with the injury, which is a little concerning. Um, but I think they came out he's, with a sprain. He's fine. So. Yeah, he's fine. And they actually said he has a chance to potentially play next week. So. Good, 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 good. But then on the flip side, you've got Dak Prescott, who, I mean, had a fine fantasy game, but kind of hurt the Cowboys yeah, as a, a professional had, football team. He had nine fantasy points in the first half. I was so concerned. Yeah, and then just absolutely went out and chucked it. And then you had Michael Gallup, who was kind of the beneficiary of a lot of that work. There's my sit. And Cedric Wilson <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, Cedric Wilson. <laughs> then there's Amari Cooper, who I, I put a note in here, just picture of consistency. He's gotten 13 points every single game this year. That's not what we have been used to seeing from. Nope. Yeah, Cooper. well, yeah, he's a tw- twenty-five and four guy. Yeah, and that's it. But if he's getting thirteen a week, it's a great one for your three. Yeah, exactly. You just got to hope that he gives you one of those forty-point games and gets himself. A you got to hope Dak throws her four hundred plus yards every single week. Yeah, <laughs> so far he's been doing it. Yeah, uh, Buccaneers Broncos Bucks end up topping the Broncos twenty-eight to ten. Uh, it was kind of a runaway in the beginning. Yeah, we would have expected that, but what I wouldn't have expected was the. Fournette to Ronald Jones ratio. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, Fournette kind of ran away with it, and Jones. I mean, excuse me, Jones kind of started to look like he was running away with it, and Fournette just got buried. But again, yeah. it could be a function of game script, right, Craig? It, it, either it was game script, or, or it could have been just the exact type of run or whatever it was. You know, Fournette didn't look good, so they went onto Jones, and there's no blame there. Um, but even with it, you know, Jones only had 53 yards. Nothing fantasy relevant. Yeah, flip side, Mike Evans, two touchdowns for like four yards. Two yards. Two, two yards. yards. Two, two yards. Touchdowns. There you go. Um, that's probably not sustainable. <laughs> that's I mean, what you want. I mean, you, you keep the keep the workload down, keep those hammies fresh. Which, but... How about the blocking tight end? Oh, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. What did I say? Blocking tight end. What did I say on the podcast? Bruce Arians going to say that. We're going to see him get 10 targets next week. I guess he got seven. seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't really do anything with him, but. Hey. 48 yards is enough. Yeah. For a tight end spot. 
I, I should so. I should get a miss just because I I was very confident he was getting zero. <laughs> he got zero last week and had one the week before. Um, all right, in Lions Cardinals, um, Kenny G comes back. He's back, baby. It transforms the entire offense. Yeah, it changes everything. I mean, it makes Matt Stafford better. It makes Marvin Jones better. It Adrian, makes the running game better. Yeah, Adrian Peterson gets 22 touches. Which is wild. <laughs> Carry on at three. What, what, Swift what, had none. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think the Swift and, and uh, Carry on shares are dwindling by the day. But one thing I, I did notice, too, was TJ Hawkinson, his volume didn't seem to be affected at all. Nope. Yeah. So Seven no. targets, four receptions, 53 yards. I'd say that's a decent day for a tight end. And, I mean, the Cardinals should have won this game. Kyler, f- fantasy-wise, 24 points. Fantastic. He had three interceptions. Yep. So they let the Lions get back into the game all game. They should have run away with this, but they just – I don't know. It's it's just it's just kind of scary that Kyler's kind of too confident sometimes. He makes those bad throws, but Hopkins another big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems. I didn't think he was going to be able to sustain that, and he seems like he's going to just consistently get about ten catches a game for over a hundred yards. Couldn't find the end zone, which stinks for them. But yeah, know, I mean, can't he, do it every game. He does this his entire career. I mean, he he's taken. You know, it, there was a lot of big question marks around Kyler Murray and what he was going to be, but. His talent is just so good; it almost doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Um, and then Andy Isabella steals two touchdowns. Yeah, and then and then you, uh, yeah. UMass Amherst product uh, <laughs> just starts stealing TDs, um, which will be interesting to see what happens when Kirk comes back. If Isabella is the guy, or if it's Kirk. But um, all right, and then Packers Saints, which again we kind of alluded to this one last week, like. It, it would have been a much better matchup had Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas been on the field. Uh, but our boy, Alan Lazad, the Lizard King. The Komodo Dragon? Front of the program. <laughs> had yeah, a, he had a crushed day. It. I mean, six catches on eight targets for 146 and a touch. You can't do much better than that. Yeah, you sealed no, the number two role. Yeah, until yes. MVS like catches a bunch of balls next. MVS, week. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it matters. And one for five. Aaron the, Rodgers uh, now just you know once you once you have a big performance like that, Aaron Rodgers is going to say, "All right, I'm going to get the ball." And the problem him. is, you see that long touch or the long touch of 72 yards wasn't even a touchdown. He f- fell on like the two yard line, like got or got tackled, didn't fall, got tackled. But he could have easily had another touchdown and put that into a stratosphere. He had two of them where he landed within the two yard line. Actually, yeah, I mean. He's on the brink of a probably a record-setting day, and yeah. and the RB one on the other side, Alvin oh, Kamara. Yeah. What a game! He looks like he is the running back this year. Oh, fullback touchdown! Did anybody have uh, Sherman from the Chiefs? No. no. Well, you just ruined. The yeah, game. you totally just ruined. That. Thanks. No problem, dude. <laughs> All the listeners, I got ruined for them too. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Well, so that's all of our matchups for for week three. Did did anybody else want to make a point on the Saints? Are we good. I was just gonna say Emmanuel Sanders showed up, which is good because uh, he was disappeared before that. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um. All right. So let's let's do this. Let's do our week three confidence boosts. Um. So I'll lead off. We we got two dockets. You guys probably have to go and find the find the other one. But we're about half an hour in. I figure we do the the confidence boost here. And my confidence boost is the Bears, and it's a good transition to Scotty because with the benching of Nick Foles, 
that offense just, it, I mean, with the bench of Mitch Trubisky and the starting of, of Nick Foles, that offense just seems to look a lot better. And you see Anthony Miller get back involved. Um, Allen Robinson has a great day. Jimmy Graham, um, who we really weren't high on, but I mean, he looks like he could be a streaming tight end option now. And we know that Nick Foles loves his tight ends. And then put all of that together, and it's only only beneficial for uh, David Montgomery. Unfortunately, they lose Tariq Cohen, who I thought would have been a, a major beneficiary of, of Nick Foles. But, Scotty, I'll let you talk about your boy. A-Rob. I mean, I was scared the first two weeks, but I said, you know, don't panic on him yet. And then the second that Mitch got benched, I'm like, oh, thank God. This is going to be a huge week for him. And he came out in 10 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I mean, you, you kind of nailed Jimmy Graham. Had a, a game. Miller had a touchdown. So, I mean... The entire offense is much better with him. I mean, Mitch Trubisky led the uh, team in running, but that's it. One carry for 45 yards, and then they still benched him. Love it. So, yeah, Mitch is done. (laughs) Sit him down. Put him him down down like a dog. Now, real quick before Corey and Craig do yours, I think we were the only two to rank the Bears with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. Yeah. In preseason. Did did either of you two do that? I only ranked Mitch Trubisky higher than Nick Foles because he was the starter at the oh, time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, did did Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, would Get that ranked? have changed like your Allen Robinson rank? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. But I, I couldn't do it. I mean, the, I think he, I still he wasn't had, the starter. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I, I, I liked Allen Robinson. I think it affected my Anthony Miller rank. It affected, uh, you know, all the other players. Right. And I, like, well, like you said, Tree Cohen. If Nick Foles was a starter, I think I would have had Tree Cohen a lot higher. Yeah. But. And, and, and the the reason I say it is just because it's I think all four of us here agree that Nick Foles significantly makes that offense better. So yeah, um, Corey, why don't you take your confidence boost? Craig, take yours. Yeah, I had um, Cooper Cup as my confidence boost. You finally saw him really just do something this year that looked uh, positive. He didn't have any huge plays, but he still had nine catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Now the Rams are playing from behind against the Bills for a lot of the game, so they had to throw it a lot more, but whatever he was more of the focal point than Robert Woods Josh Reynolds Tyler Higbee Gerald Everett yada yada all the way down the line so that's encouraging if we can see more performances like that I feel a lot more comfortable and maybe he breaks one of those for an even longer touchdown down the road and my confidence boost is actually a guy that kind of came out of nowhere I actually have two but I'll, I'll start off with this I have him on my dynasty team and this is there's a little bit of personal bias bias for him that's why I have him here and that's T Higgins it's tea time baby he came in, and John Ross was actually a healthy scratch, and the reason was because uh, Zach Taylor said, we have other weapons we want to utilize. So that meant to me, and I, I heard that and immediately put T. Higgins in my lineup, and he went for five catches on nine yards for two touchdowns. You know, 40 yards is not a lot. I mean, he's definitely going to be a red zone threat and not much of a, uh, you know, in-between-the-20s guy, but he is going to be someone that I would expect moving forward on this team to be heavily involved um, you know, as I'm saying this, we got our kick return for a touchdown. Um, and, Duvernay. And the other guy I wanted to highlight as well was Jeff Wilson. He was my sleeper of the week. And I just wanted to kind of highlight the fact that he had nothing in the first half and then showed up in the receiving area where he had 54 yards on three receptions. He had a touchdown on the ground, touchdown in the air. 
Uh, reason why I'm more confident after seeing something like that is because Coleman is now being rumored to be out for a while. McKinnon has a rib injury. Mostert might be back soon, but it looks like Wilson could be able to take some of that receiving work that the San Francisco 49ers really need. You just want to pat yourself on the back and say he was your sleeper. I was That's very it. concerned. He had like one point at, at halftime. <laughs> I was very concerned <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, all right. Well, that is our week three recap. Um, next podcast, we're substituting our to believe or not to believe, and we'll probably put that on our uh, on our Friday podcast. But we got hold them, fold them, buy low, sell high, and the uh, boy band uh, stop playing with my emotions breakup song whatever we end up deciding to choose <laughs> peace i get i i'm gonna go on for about 10 minutes for mine <laughs> so um all right well that is week three top shelf fantasy top fantasy.com twitter instagram facebook top shelf fntsy top shelf fantasy stay fluid stay loose Thank you.